1: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: On today's of Record, we go surprisingly, maybe even shockingly, deep down the rabbit hole of how we would save the Miss America brand. We talk about the sudden resurgence, or not really resurgence, insurgence of Be Real and we take a look at trends in non-alcoholic or has it been called zero proof beverage advertising on this week's of record of record is a podcast focused on the marketing and advertising industry from the perspective of industry expert Joe Clements Joe Clements is a co-founder of Strategic Digital Services, a digital marketing firm based in Tallahassee, Florida, and founded in 2014. I'm Joe Clements, and this is the podcast of record. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Up Record podcast. I am your host, Joe, and I am in the studio with co-host and uh, producer this week, because Alex is out, Kirsten. Baba boy. Hi. I know you got the buttons. I
1: am, super excited. All right, so
2: the first thing I know you want to talk about is uh, you are faced with a formerly great American brand. Um you know, now seemingly in its late stages last night.
1: Yes. Um, last night was the hundredth, hundredth show of Miss America. It was commemorating a hundred years of it. And oh my gosh, y'all, it was so bad. Like I cannot emphasize how much of a high school production this looked like. Now, when I was a kid, I loved Miss America. I love Miss USA. I love Miss Universe. Because it's very glamorous. Because what the patriarchy
2: wanted you to do.
1: Yes. I mean, because I am a Libra, and I enjoy aesthetic things. So I was very excited because um, Miss Florida was a friend of my younger sister's growing up, so obviously I wanted to watch it. And I went to go put it on, and I thought, oh, it's probably streaming on Peacock like it did last year. And it wasn't. And I said, oh, weird. Let me look at the TV guide. Wasn't there. So then I Googled how to watch Miss America 2023. And it said, oh, you have to watch it via (laughs) pageantslive.com.
2: And I was like. So it's like a little kid's dance recital streaming service. Yes.
1: And that is exactly what the site looks like. The interface looks like it was built in 2005. I got on it. Hit want to watch? It said, "Oh, you have to pay a month monthly subscription of thirty three dollars."
2: That's steep. That's steep. That's steep. That's more than Disney Plus, Hulu, Netflix.
1: I caved because I've been looking forward to watching this. Put it on, and oh my god, did I see the worst video production probably of my entire life? This. Is a complete, I mean, a 180 does not emphasize what the difference of it was. I took some video clips on my phone, if you can't find any, if that's what you're about to look up.
2: No, I'm looking to see, didn't Donald Trump yes. buy one of those pageants? Was it this one? Yes. Okay. So
1: it's funny you said that because my mom, like I told her that, you know, Miss Florida didn't make it into like the top 11 and that was kind of the main point. So she called me and she was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> ever since Trump, pulled out of that or got kicked out of that. uh, It's not really been the same. And I was like...
2: Do you know who owns it now? Who? Oh, never mind. I thought that said WWE. It's W-M-E-I-M-G purchased the pageant in 2020.
1: So essentially what we got was a show that no network wanted to pick up, which used to be a primetime Saturday night. like On NBC. Yes. Like it was a big deal. The stage was too small for all the girls. The whole layout itself has changed. It now goes to, they have an opening little step number that they do. Then it goes into um, a question portion. Then they model some fitness wear. Then they do their talents. Then they have to talk about what their platform is. Then they do evening gowns. Oh, no, no, sorry. They talk about their platform. Then they have to get posed with the question of a scenario. What would they do as Miss America if they were in this situation. Then they do evening gowns, and from there, they announce the winners. They had a musical act of a man that nobody knew, and you could tell how uncomfortable the girls were on stage, because no one knew any of the words to his song. Um, he had like the most fake, bright blue contacts in his eyes, and his background dancers were like burlesque girls. Who's this? The, the music act they had booked. Oh. But for, remember... For Miss America... I'm sorry, I'm going on such a tangent here. But they used to have, like, very good judges. Very, like, A-list, like, um, commentators and stuff for the show. Like, it was a full production. This had, like, a kind of lower brand tier, um, like, women's athletic wear. Um, and that was kind of, like, the whole message the whole night is, like, this is such a great brand for women. And the girl who runs it, it's called Rebel is a former contestant or former Miss America. I can't remember. So it was just so bizarre to watch. And the lighting was so bad. Like Crystal it,
2: Stewart? Is that the lady's name who runs it?
1: Probably. Yeah. I honestly can't remember. She's brunette. Um, The lighting was really bad. So I felt very bad for girls that were like of a darker complexion on the stage because I felt like they were very shadowed out. Um, What else was it that was? Oh, the audio engineering was horrible. They couldn't simultaneously run the music for like the walking and stuff and like the transitions and have crowd music at the same time with the mics on. So every time they went to go like walk, it'd be like an abrupt cut of the audience like clapping or something and then just be silence. It'd be so weird. The video playback when they tried to insert another video was in like
0: slow motion.
2: (laughs) So they just found a buyer for it. It looks like in October is when it's sold. So the previous owner, which was IMG, so the big sports management group, they Mm -hmm. have the academy down in Southwest Florida for Mm -hmm. developing young athletes and rep a uh, a whole lot of athletic talent, owned it. Uh, that's who bought it in 2015 from Trump and then they just sold it for $14 million in October along with Miss Universe.
1: Holy moly.
2: So like, for they sold it for no money.
1: Yeah. So... I mean, I was just shocked watching this whole thing. And I i know I was texting uh, about it to different people because I was like, I, I can't believe that this used to be like a cornerstone glam and glitz kind of sort of thing.
2: Yeah. And it now, was on Fox until 2018, it looks like, 2019.
1: Yeah. And now it's like, it's so subpar. I, I can't even, I mean, I, I actually feel bad for the girls that work really hard to do this stuff because, I mean- if anyone knows anything about pageants, it's a lot of money and a whole dedication. Like, I mean, it is your lifestyle to do that. It's quite literally almost like being like an athlete. Um, it it I think it sucks. If you've been doing this your whole life and then that's your moment you finally are a miss whatever state and then you that's the production you get to be a part of. Like, I I'd, I'd feel pretty crappy, I'm not going to lie.
2: So, let's go through the exercise here of how do you save this?
1: Yeah. Um, I think it definitely needs to be owned privately by a larger company. I can't tell you which one it would be.
2: Well, let's let's pretend that resources are there. Okay. How do you go about reviving the brand? Seems to me like it's this is actually a very low-key political yes. brand.
1: It is very politicized now. And
2: not because of Trump owning it or not owning it. Mm-hmm. Sold it before he was he was president. But because of the nature of gender and sexuality in the United States. Yes. So I think you have to go one way or the other. You either need to go uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit uh, and open it up for transgender women to compete. Uh, or you go the whole other route and you keep it open only for biological women. So I think that is the first decision point there. Which way do you go on it?
1: I don't want to be unpopular, but I I would like for it to kind of go back to being just women and that more like is it model S. Isn't
2: it still biological women only now?
1: I am not totally sure. I think you're correct though. Yeah, let me I check. think it says on their site, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I had said last night, I was a little surprised that I didn't see um, a trans person on the stage. Um, I know there was a lot of like people on Twitter that were saying like, God, it's going to be, it's the hundred years and we don't have any like plus size girls on the stage. They're all like really like skinny models. And like I don't want to be on. Okay, pop- so
2: they do. It looks like this year was the first uh, transgender competitor.
1: Oh, who was it?
2: Uh, Brian Nguyen. Does this say In-
1: what state?
2: Uh, New Hampshire.
1: Oh, I missed that. Hmm. Yeah. There's a reason that Victoria- Brian. There's a reason that Victoria's Secret pageants, despite all their backlash with... I'm
2: sorry when i won a local pageant, let me see one miss greater dairy I
1: miss greater dairy
2: um I don't actually see I don't actually see that uh she went on to oh no, she was not on that. yeah to win the <laughs> the whole thing so um but you still have the option of leaning harder into that or not so you say go back make it more traditional classical like classical american concepts of yes. feminine beauty.
1: To which I was saying there's a reason that despite all the backlash and pressure Victoria's Secret fashion shows are still very popular with women. Mm-hmm. It's because we like the fantasy. Like we like the 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 aesthetic, the prettiness. Like it's it's an art display almost at like in a weird way. And that's kind of what pageants used to be. It was just yeah. more of an aesthetic thing. It's
2: like the male version of uh, like weightlifting and strength competitions.
1: Yeah. 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 Um and I th- felt like that more people enjoyed it back then i can't tell you like i didn't enjoy really any part of it to be honest none of it was like interesting and to be honest a lot of the not to knock these girls they work very hard and i know a lot of them are serious but these platforms are kind of like do you really care about this? Like some of the platforms were just like, we need to be diverse and cool. inclusive. <laughs> and it's like, okay, but like, what are you doing? I'm promoting it in my community. Okay, how? I talk about it. Okay, that's great. But like- I'm it's pretty and
2: people act- listen to me.
1: Yes. It, it almost, it seems like a half attempt to capitalize off of a real problem to use it as your platform that you're probably not going to care about after yeah. the show. Not to say all girls do that. All these girls, like the most of them, had really diverse, cool things that they either worked in or were a product of. But like
2: twenty-five of the fifty are the same, solving the same issue. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Um. So, go ahead. Sorry.
2: So what? So you're going to go back. You're going to make it uh, a more tr- like classical expression of feminine beauty. Yes. Uh. What do you do in addition to promote it? What are you doing to make it worth somebody? With big enough streaming rights or broadcast rights to cut you a deal,
1: I'd sell it to Amazon to be honest, and let amazon
2: why does Amazon want it?
1: because they can any all the clothing those women wear mm-hmm. can be q r coded in you could literally raffle off like certain prizes and stuff throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing they can donate to these charities. There was like how many homeless ones, how many kids in needs platforms that they were going to you know, take. You could put smile.amazon or you can do like missamerica.amazon on your purchase. And like, you know, 5% of your money goes to that cause. Mm-hmm. And people would love that because they're not only just going to get something they need, they're also going to give to a cause, which just feels great. It happens in December. Yeah. So every you're year. making
2: it more directly interactive, tying in the charitable and the consumer drive in it so you can buy the dress on amazon you can buy the hair product you yeah. can buy the shoes let
1: the girls run wild with sponsorships too mm-hmm. like let them be like race cars yeah <laughs> like i mean they had one sponsor for this entire thing and that was and um here i can show you a quick uh, picture of what their uh, outfits looked like for that it was like as if a man tried to design women's work outwear. Um hang on. Let me find it.
2: Would it would just be really tight.
1: Oh, you have <laughs> no idea, my guy.
2: So while you're while you're pulling that up, so the idea is you're gonna let each of the contestants, you're gonna let them essentially pursue their own
1: You can play yeah. it if you'd like.
2: Uh it looks like a cheerleader outfit. Yes, it yeah, does. It and looks it's... like they're cheerleaders in like an NFL game. Yes. Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders type stuff. So they, they can get their own sponsorships. So you're able to like, you're essentially able to allow each one to tap into their existing social media network, Yeah, which any, any woman in that sphere has a large social media network to begin with.
1: The only problem is, is the Miss America organization keeps their hands tied behind their back mm-hmm. with like what they post, how they post, yeah. what they look like. Like it is a very like rigid like set of rules. They cannot comment on anything, anything with really any strong stance.
2: Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna do two things that I think are interesting. So one is you're going to essentially reframe the competition back to classical ideas of beauty Uh at the same time you're going to liberate the contestants to go do beauty clean beauty queen gladiatorial combat essentially on the internet get attention get sponsors do what it takes to make people watch this yes so you're turning it a little bit into you know it's going to be a classier version of this but like uh boxing or mma yeah.
1: let's do it I think that would be more entertaining like, like we had uh, we weren't like all like texting last night about it a little bit like saying like how great would it be? Like, I know they're all like, the sisterhood, the girls are, we're all friends, we all love each other. No, they not Nobody don't. wants to see that. You no know, one wants to see that. I want a girl who with a violently different opinion than the other one, and they are out for blood. Yeah. Like, they want to be, I want to root for people that are not just from my state. I want to be like, that girl is evil. Not yeah. Not really, but like.
2: No, no, you need some heels. Yeah. You're right. You need a heel. So, it's a little bit like uh, professional wrestling, a little yeah. bit like WWE, a little bit of reality TV in it.
1: I want, like, an underdog story. Like, Uh I want, like, you know, a heroic, like, maybe a military personnel woman that's in there, like, Mm -hmm. has this crazy victory. Like, I mean, like, you could really tell some crazy good stories. They want to say these girls are all super diverse right now and super, like, um, they think this is the most progressive form of Miss America right now. And it, in a way, is... But in a way, it's not because the organization still controls them so strongly. Mm -hmm. And this whole like, oh, we're all friends. We all love each other. Yeah. There's no way all 51 of those girls are getting along. No
2: one's buying it and no one wants to watch it, more importantly. Right, exactly. Yeah.
1: Need some drama. And um, yeah, is this a toxic plan? Probably. So, I
2: mean, you would do that at the local competition level. You'd kind of make the social media element part of it. You would wait the size of their social media following. Yeah. Which, like, they all have big social media followings. Just, like, if you're an attractive woman and you're in the public space at all, you're going to have a lot of followers on social media. Mm Mm-hmm. So you're, you're leveraging that. Probably, you know, millions of people in additional reach across the country, maybe even North America. Yeah. So, um... What are you doing in terms of? So you figured out ways to get the girls sponsored, so they're making money. What are you doing on the promotion side to get uh, attention drawn to the competition as a whole for the brand? Are you doing like you know Dana White UFC? You're gonna you're gonna promote the conflict. You're gonna get you're gonna do the interviews and talk about the conflict between Miss Alabama and Miss Massachusetts, or What's your game plan there to drum up attention in advance? What
1: if they ran like political ads? (laughs) Against each other. Like, wouldn't that be so funny? Oh my God. Miss Massachusetts, let illegal immigrants into the country. (laughs) Like, I mean, like some crazy stuff like that would be Turn it into a proxy
2: political battle between states. Pretty much,
1: yeah. 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 I mean, we're already pretty much in like- It's the
2: civil war of beauty. I
1: mean, but like I was saying, all other states like kind of hate each other to begin with. So like, why not? Like, we already do this with football. Like, I don't, yeah. um, shoot, I just lost my train of thought. So you just yeah. kind of
2: piggyback the rivalries that exist already yeah. between, like, football states. Yeah,
1: exactly. And, like, another thing is is that they didn't run any ads for Miss America. Usually, you remember, like, when it's I don't on think paid, they have the money. They don't have the money. And, I mean. And
2: running, if you had it, you wouldn't have the money either. You'd have to promote it the old-fashioned way.
1: They literally just have the girls posting on Facebook yeah. about it. Which is insane to me that that's what the organization has had to like
2: well that's good like you want that but you need them doing more than just that
1: yes i i mean there should be like tiktok ads i remember a couple years ago they used to run snapchat ads and it was like backstage with the girls like Mm -hmm. and it was like okay this is how i do my hair like doing tutorials holy moly like people love that people Mm -hmm. want to look pretty like there's no one that goes, no, I like, actually like being ugly. Like, <laughs> people want to be aesthetically beautiful. Like, uh-huh. and, yeah, and there's a million different definitions of pretty and beautiful. It, But we all like it. Nobody actually likes to be boring, plain, and ugly.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: not particularly all in one, but yeah, right. you know what I'm going at? Taylor
2: Swift, want to be bedazzled.
1: Yes, I want to be bejeweled. Bejeweled, that's not, what it was. Not bedazzled. 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 Don't look up bedazzled.
2: Yeah, a different thing. <laughs> So, you've you've gotten it to the point where now people are paying attention. I think they used to hold it in September.
1: No, it's always been December.
2: It's always been December. Are you sure?
1: I believe so. I thought
2: they used to hold it in the fall and earlier in the fall. I, well, either way. So yeah, does regardless when when would you? have the competition take place? Would you still do it in December? Absolutely. Because you get all the shopping tie-ins?
1: Yes, because it's when people are most charitable. And if we're going to do with donating to platforms with like Amazon, that's the time to do it. Yeah, It's the only time of the year where people are actually okay with throwing like a $5 bill into like the Salvation Army bucket outside the grocery store. Okay.
2: Did they do it too late in December this time? Should it have been in early December?
1: I think if they did it the... Not the weekend of Thanksgiving, like when FSU plays and stuff mm-hmm. like that, all the football games yep. are on, but that following weekend, since it's already all like the um, games are wrapped up for yep. college, that following, I would want to say Saturday, but I'm honestly mm-hmm. going to go out and say Monday nights are the best. Oh, no, 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 no. Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. There's no football on. Mom gets the TV. Like, like no one's like, the games on. Even last night was Thursday night football. And yeah. I was like, I have to watch this because I paid $33 for it.
2: (laughs) Are you going to try and partner with any of the online sports betting services to run a book against the pageant?
1: Now that's a great idea. I don't. I feel my only thing is, is that men are much more likely to sports bet than women are. And I don't think men, it would be the audience. I don't think women would ever get into sports betting with it. I don't know. Yeah. Would you ever like, not t- particularly you, but like, would your friends or anyone ever like?
2: If it was a thing that was going on in the culture and, you know, being promoted heavily, yeah. maybe. But also, you know, you'd see, could could you bring women into a form of that through something like this?
1: Well, that was actually a good thing because think about like, you could get like your the, the bachelorette brackets that everyone does, mm-hmm. like the, the bachelor brackets, um, the bachelor in paradise brackets. Like those are, there are like, people make brackets for everything. Yeah. Day. So it would be cool if FanDuel or like DraftKings, Mm -hmm. like just had that on their page for like a week.
0: Yeah. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
1: On the front page. And 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 let's even get crazier. You could put like really pretty pictures of these girls for each of their little bracket picture if you want it. Yeah. Like, bring back that glamour. I'm um, just saying. And then all that money can go to charity. Like, or whatever. Go to the organization to fund the scholarships that they need to give to these girls for competing. You can do more than five scholarships for these girls then at that point. Everyone could get a scholarship if we were making enough money.
2: Yeah. So could I uh, like NIL? I mean, I guess it could because I already sponsored the girls to do, you know, promote whatever product. hmm Okay.
1: Sorry, this was a long rant, everyone. I just had a lot of feelings about...
2: So you have actually a more sophisticated take on that than I do?
1: So what's yours, yes.
2: My take is go totally the other direction. Uh, Become just uh, overtly uh, LGBTQIA plus whatever, doesn't matter, friendly. Uh, Rig some of the competition so you're loading up uh, the group with those... with competitors from that category, and then essentially just run to the big corporate sponsors and point out to them that sponsoring this uh, meets some of their ESG obligations, their environmental social governance obligations they need to have, uh, that it's great PR, and get them to throw money at it from that perspective. And then anybody who refuses you... You have retained a PR campaign on the back end to do a whisper campaign that they're anti-trans, anti-gay, whatever. Hmm. So, and you don't even really have to do it that much for everybody to get the signal. That's just kind of a shakedown racket. And that's also how you get your broadcast rights back.
1: It's interesting, yeah.
2: Um, now, that's a much more cynical take, but I think <laughs> is a much higher probability of of working. And then I would also create the controversy piece. I'd get like, you know, one of the contestant like, you know, pretty white girls from the South to be critical of like a trans woman from Minnesota and, you know, criticize that that, you know, she shouldn't be in the competition. And I'd let that become its own national controversy. Get Fox News talking about it. Get, you know, MSNBC talking about it. I'd tap into the whole thing like that.
1: Yeah. I could see. that's a that's an interesting take I Well, think- it's
2: completely deviant. It's more deviant than your idea.
1: Mine's just pure capitalism, money, money, money. Mine's a
2: lot more cynical. Yours
1: is like societal. <laughs> yeah,
2: <set>. mine's like <laughs> cynical, like, all right, this is political, how do we make money in this?
1: Um, I think, honestly, if they did go that direction, I could see there being a complete split in the organization. We already have a, a decent divide between Miss USA and Miss America.
2: Okay, so tell me you, about that, I don't know about this. There's a,
1: Miss America is a scholarship program. Uh-huh. It is for girls at a certain age, that are, you know, in or freshly out of school or continuing education mm-hmm. usually, and it's all for education. That's what the brand is. Like, you're pretty for education, pretty much. Yep. Miss USA is a beauty pageant. Okay. It is all beauty aesthetics, like, kind of what I want Miss America mm-hmm. to be. The um, If you win that, you go on to Miss Universe. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't remember. I think there's a money prize with it and stuff like that. That's why they have swimsuits. That's why it's a lot more... Um, Super super fit girls, and they don't really like have major opinions on things. <laughs>
2: At Miss Miss
1: USA. USA, Miss USA is different. Yes. Let's
2: see who owns that.
0: Who owns Miss USA?
2: I gotta figure
1: out when that's on.
2: Oh wait, hold on. I might be the worst show ever show host ever we'll I look up the wrong on. hold on who owns Miss I think I did America you try again? Siri <laughs> s- why are you I'm not talking to you robot oh we're gonna talk about AIs next you can be sure of that alright
1: it was owned by Donald Trump up until 2015 oh so maybe he didn't own Miss America
2: he owned Miss USA oh Okay, he owned Miss USA.
1: It says JKN Global Group from WME. Am I on the right? Yeah. Did you look up the right thing?
2: I think I looked up Miss USA. Oh. But that really doesn't impact any of the... That really doesn't impact any of the advice we just gave, just what the ownership structure is. Yes. I don't actually see the ownership for... Miss America.
1: Um,
2: well, that's another problem, right? Is not being able to easily differentiate the two of them.
1: Yes. Uh, before we wrap this real quick, uh, I don't know if anyone remembers this, but there used to be an old show that was a, re- a kind of like reality TV show. It was called The Swan. It, I remember that show. Yeah talk about a crazy toxic beauty environment it was taking people that were like deformed or had like <laughs> Ain't never serious that today. issues or were like very overweight. They went and gave them a like ton of plastic surgery. Then they frosted over every mirror, every reflective surface in their um hotel. Then they, they made them live there for like two months or whatever and made them eat nothing and work out like crazy. Then The two girls would go downstairs and finally get to see themselves completely redone as a swan. And then one of them would win to go on to the swan pageant where they would compete against like, I don't know, it was like 20 girls or whatever.
2: What is the one who loses called? She's not the swan. Oh, I don't know. Yeah.
1: They're not an ugly duckling anymore because they're pretty. Yeah. They're just a swan. Yeah, they just weren't as pretty
2: as the other person they were randomly paired with.
1: The, yeah, yeah, they're not the Swan. They're just a Swan. Yeah. But that show, I used to love it as a kid. It was crazy, toxic, and not healthy. But like, that was interesting TV.
2: Um, would you rebrand the name of Miss America?
1: No, because it's like the whole it's it's already been like that for a hundred years, mm-hmm. and they have like you know at the end there she is Miss America. Yeah. yeah but
2: the problem is Miss USA is so similar sounding.
1: I mean, how long has U- Miss USA has been around since the '50s? I think. Oh, uh, I
2: have no idea, but it's just the fact that the names are so similar.
1: Yeah, I mean, so Miss USA, yeah, 1952. So if anything, Miss USA should be the one that changes. I but the thing is, is look, Miss America ends at Miss America. Miss USA goes to the Miss Universe pageant. Mm-hmm. So if anything, it should be Miss Universe. Miss USA, in yeah. like a lower caption, so it's like, oh, what are you watching tonight? Miss Universe USA or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What, what, what would you change it to? Miss America, or yeah, whatever. Like if you had to change the name, what would it be?
2: Um, I would probably include the word "woman" in it. Mm. Um, Miss Woman. Miss Woman. <laughs> <laughs> American woman, Lenny Kravitz.
1: (laughs) Hey, that's not bad.
2: Yeah. But I think it's worth considering if you have to differentiate it. Yeah. And you know, you could still use the same song, but you title the, or maybe just the pageant is called something different. Yeah. But I, uh, you know, if we get a phone call soon and they're like, Kirsten, we need you to come run Miss America.
1: I would love to. (laughs) I, I, Hey, for the record, let it stand. I love Miss America. I've watched it since I was a little kid. I did a pageant. I had big hopes. I got really obsessed with it. Um, didn't work out, but <laughs> <laughs> I would love, love, love to help that organization get back to a better progressive. Having, modernized. you know,
2: actual cameras.
1: Yes. Like, <laughs> God, y'all, your production was not it. And it, it hurt me to watch. And I want to help that. Anyway, want to talk about some AI? What, what's our next thing? Sorry, we, we've spent now 32 minutes talking about pageants. Yeah,
2: well, I think we'll save the AI for its own episode because it's insane what's going on there okay. with the chat GPT stuff.
1: What else should we talk about?
2: So I caught an article out of Modern Retail about how drinking in moderation became a popular holiday tagline for both alcoholic and zero-proof beverages. So they've changed the name of alcoholic, non-alcoholic to zero-proof. <laughs> so like Coke Zero, it's just zero-proof.
1: I kind of like it.
2: Zero proof. Yeah, I, I think it's a way better way of saying it than non-alcoholic. Yeah, sounds cooler.
1: Yeah, because when you when someone like orders a non-alcoholic drink, everyone's like, either are you off Are you off the wagon? Or, are like, you, are, an you an back, are you back on the wagon? <laughs> or Are you pregnant? <laughs> like, it, it's like it kind of opens questions. When we're like, I'm gonna get a zero proof. I'm, I'm just chilling tonight. Oh, okay.
2: Well, you know, our joke has been it's not you're not an alcoholic. It's just December. Yeah. So, it's a timely part of the year to run that campaign. I think what this points to is a is a broader cultural change I've seen in my lifetime, which is an increasing prevalence of alcohol at all occasions, everywhere, yeah, all the time
1: yeah my friend uh, just before i hit record on this had posted on facebook um i wish we did uh, holiday work parties more like we did in school and not just like binge drinking episodes like i'd rather just like you know pause for 90 minutes sing some songs do a craft and eat some cookies boring i mean look (laughs) i i i i get it like look i love drinking like I love wine yeah. as much as the next person. So
2: But it it is fully integrated now it is. into every, not even just social aspect, every business aspect. Like they give you beers at the end of marathons now.
1: Yes. Well, that's so true. Is that I mean, it's so I I, I do pity people that really struggle struggle with this because it is you can't be social without alcohol. And it and and if you are, you are putting in like 200% extra of the effort like to yeah. make to have fun um i i mean i had said earlier this week i was like oh my gosh like i feel like i'm going to be sick cuz i had like this friend's moving, so I had to get drinks with him, and then I had to get drinks with another friend that I didn't like, see in a while. And then there's Christmas party, Christmas party, Christmas party. Yeah. Okay, we're going out because it's Saturday. Okay, now we're getting into Christmas, and so I got a <laughs> drink on, on like, like Christmas Eve. My family's being annoying. I got a drink for that. I get up to Christmas, I'm drinking for that. And then I'm like on a bender at that point that like if I'm not getting a drink every day, I'm like shaking like a leaf. Like. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's New Year's.
2: It's, yeah, <laughs> it's New Year's. And
1: then you're like, you're swearing to yourself, my God, I'm going to give it up. I'm going to yeah, give it up. I'm
2: for drinking again.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, you get like halfway through dry January and you're like, you know, about to be institutionalized because you've been without alcohol. This for so is the long.
2: longest month ever. All these people in this office annoy me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean.
2: Oh, then you have the Super Bowl. They got NFL playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, like for us, like we're, we're all going to do a company retreat, like, and probably going to have a couple drinks out there. Probably like.
2: a couple. Yeah. Yeah. So like,
1: it's, it's just like, it, it's the nonstop. Oh, it's Valentine's day. Oh, it's St. Patrick's day. Like.
2: So in, you know, part of that is the, the advertising, the, uh, the alcohol industry Marketing and advertising people have been very good at building their ads around those events. Uh, They're very seasonally specific advertising occasions. Um, You know, most of the blue laws that they were called when I was a kid are gone now. Like Mm -hmm. you can't buy alcohol on Sundays, you can't sell it on Sundays, you can't, there was all types you can't sell it before four, all types of stuff like that, that doesn't really exist anymore. Mm -hmm. So, what it looks like is going on is the non-alcoholic beverages or this means by which the the alcohol companies are still going to make money on people who don't want to drink which is in some ways insidious but also ingenious well
1: you think about this this is very much big tobacco how are we going to make money off of people who don't smoke cigarettes vapes exactly they made vapes and then made vapes with flavors and then it was like anyone could have a vape. And now we have all these problems with people that are majorly addicted to nicotine that would have never been addicted to nicotine yeah. if they were introduced to vapes. Um, shoot. I had another train of thought with the drinking thing.
2: So do you see like full on, cause right now they're just running the zero proof campaigns is like, ah, oh, you know, drink responsibly, drink wisely, not too wisely. Um, they're, they're running those campaigns. Do you see an element where somebody's going to launch just a full-on zero-proof campaign?
1: Yeah. That's something that hasn't been done yet, and it could easily be done. Yeah. You no, know, it is a very easy market. Well, there's too.
2: been non-alcoholic beers that have run ad campaigns.
1: But, like, I cannot recall, like... There's one. been
2: 15 or 20 years since I remember seeing one. Yeah,
1: I was like, whenever I think of a non-alcoholic drink, what do you think of?
2: Zima, Odules, Odules.
1: I say, I think of Odules, and Odules is just kind of like your alcoholic uncle's um new favorite drink because he's trying to, you know, stay on the wagon. Yeah, <laughs> like that's pretty much what Odules has been related with. They can completely rebrand what a zero-proof like beer is. A zero-proof beer is like a refreshing modern way to drink. Like. I, look, I drink the Zero Zero Heineken's every now and then, and I really like them. You, if, if someone served that to me in a bar, I'd have no idea that that didn't have yeah. alcohol in it. Um, how would you, like, how Would you how would you run a campaign for this?
2: Oh, well, I mean, what I would do is I would actually run the campaign that encourages people for that to be their third drink.
1: Oh, that's creative. Yeah,
2: Yeah, so I'd call it like 120 or something like that. And so your third drink is just the non-alcoholic drink.
1: Oh, that's great.
2: Yeah. So, you know, they're still going to drink. They're just going to have two drinks, and then the rest of it is non-alcoholic. And I think a big reason people go past drink three or four, even in a long night, is just they feel like they should have a drink. Like, I'm here. I may as well be having a drink here.
1: Yeah. Honestly... Like, I don't know if for maybe it's just me, but like my third drink always goes down really fast. And that's where I'm like, OK, yeah. Like now we're teetering on what kind of night are we going to have? Yeah. Like, you know, should we just stop and that'd be fine? Or do we keep going and then we're going to start raging? Like, yeah. Really
2: and I'm, fast. I'm mostly not around to be chaotic. I'm mostly around to cause chaos and I need to have some level of sobriety to cause the level of chaos I'm looking to cause facts. I'm, I'm like, like, I'm like, have two drinks, but then push other people to have drink number five.
1: Ah, the instigator.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Things get wild. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to Uber home.
1: That's a great plan, though. The one, two, zero. zero. Oh, that's super creative. Who can we pinch that to? Heineken?
2: I don't know. It, <laughs> if you're listening.
1: Hey, uh, Yingling. Um, hey,
2: it's You're me. my favorite
1: draft. <laughs> Michelob Ultra.
2: Mick, Mick Zero. Mickey Zero. <laughs> Mickey Z's. Oh, stunning. I
1: think that <laughs> yeah, that's stunning. great. <laughs> the
2: Miss America pageant brought to you by Mickey Z's.
1: That would be a great. What, what would get women? Oh, my God. Women would eat that up. You're, it's healthy. And you look like a beautiful woman when you're You know, drinking it. That would get me on it. Yeah. Enough to try it, at least. Pick up a pack.
2: Yeah, be guaranteed. No dudes ever gonna touch it, but yeah,
1: I bet you they would at home with their wife when their guys aren't there. Well,
2: you would just have another brand for them in some other sport, well, it's like, like you have, Coke, you'd like Coke you know, Zero. CrossFit Games or something like that.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's exactly what like Coke Zero, World's is. World's Strongest
2: Man. Yeah, well, Coke Zero is just a rebrand of Diet Coke because yes, the silver Diet Coke with the red looks more effeminate, and the mm-hmm. the black can. Uh, with the wider red lettering, it looks more masculine. It's tactical.
1: Yes, it is. No, yeah. I, and I like Coke Zero way more.
2: So, last story. Uh, this is out of Charter, uh, an email newsletter I subscribe to. Uh, and it is social search. When each um, social media platform generated its peak buzz on Google. So, when did it get its most search traffic? And we've talked about this chart before earlier in the year. So, it shows what you'd think. Facebook starts falling off about 2015. Uh, Twitter peaked about 2012. Uh, Snapchat peaked about 2016. It's the newer ones that I think have uh, a lot to be shown for. And it's um, TikTok. Looks like it may have peaked earlier this year in terms of search. So maybe that means enough people know about it that they're not searching it anymore. And it's hit, you know, it's hit um escape velocity but instagram has been at a very high volume for uh six years now and has stayed at a high volume it had a peak earlier this year that it was its highest search volume ever on instagram
1: that's crazy
2: can you think what would have been driving search on instagram earlier this year late last year
1: i, I can't tell if it's like the reels that maybe have contributed uh, maybe to it. yeah that's interesting. But you know, I notice on TikTok a lot like TikTokers will always link their Instagram like in their bio. Oh, and-
2: oh, yes, that is probably exactly what is going on here mm-hmm. is <laughs> they are getting fed from TikTok.
1: Yeah. I think that cuz I'll be, if you want to learn more head to my Instagram.
2: Yeah. Um I think Reddit's a little bit misleading to have on here, I but agree. Reddit has been growing, but that's because people often search Reddit -hmm. Through Google. So they'll search like Reddit forum for new car buying, stuff like that.
1: I did that with the pageant last night, trying to find a live stream. A live stream. Yeah.
2: (laughs) The interesting one to me is Be Real. Be Real came out of nowhere and is still at peak. And it's just a little bloop on the chart that goes back to 2000. But Be Real went bonkers this year.
1: I think that mostly, I'm going to just guess those Google searches are just what is Be Real? Yeah. Because I think it's kind of a confusing aspect. but that's Because
2: that's what you want to see early in a product's life is yeah. people are looking to see what it is. So that yeah. makes sense. That's probably a good signal. What is true? Uh, Trump's thing. Trump's
1: oh. Twitter. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know that. Oh, that makes sense. And see, it had a
2: big peak and then a big drop really fast.
1: Yeah. That's not too surprising. Yeah.
2: All right. Um, any other stories you think we should cover? We are going to talk about AI, but it'll probably be after, um, probably after the New Year, week after next, maybe yeah. before the New Year.
1: I will be on holiday next week. Holiday. Holiday. Um, thank you for sticking around, listeners, for a long pageant talk. That's probably not <laughs> something you were planning on listening to today, but I'm glad if you made it to this point.
2: You know what? They were really either going to get the AI uh, screed, the chat GPT screen, or they were going to get the beauty pageant, and it's probably half of them would prefer the beauty pageant at least.
1: It was a phenomenon, and I just hope that if you can find it on YouTube or clips of it, please search it, because boy, oh, boy, was it weird.
2: (laughs) Boy, oh, boy, was it weird is a great line. All right, everybody, with that, thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review. Until next time, this has been Of Record. Of Record is hosted by me, Joe Clements, with the assistance of producer Alex Reinhardt. Of Record is produced at the Trailway Studio in Tallahassee, Florida. This episode was edited by producer Alex Reinhard. Our theme music is composed and performed by Rob Goki. Special thanks to our entire team here at SDS. You can see more information about the show on our website, podcastofrecord.com. As always, we'd appreciate your reviews and ratings in your podcast app of choice. These ratings and reviews help more people discover the show, which helps us keep delivering quality content each week. Thanks for listening.